When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and those who don't identify as either, you are listening to Ratchet and Respectable. The bad news. Mom has abandoned me. She has returned to the United States. She left me alone in London. And less than 24 hours later, I got on a train, two hours and 15 minutes, and I was in Paris. I met some friends here to gallivant for the week and a little bit beyond. Everyone and their mother is in Paris right now, partially for the Beyonce concert. That's what inspired us to come. But there's also like a big gathering of like black woman academics. NYU Paris is putting on like this two day seminar on black portraiture and everyone and their mother is in town. It's being put on by my very good friend and friend of yours because she's been on the podcast before, Dr. Joan Morgan. But Joan is here. Michaela Angela Davis is here. Brittany Cooper is here. She's not a personal friend, but she's somebody whose work I deeply admire. There's a whole long list. And perhaps most exciting, no offense to any of the people that I just mentioned, but I went to University of Maryland undergrad and I majored in English, language writing and rhetoric. And I have a unofficial minor, you could say, in African-American studies. I took a ton of classes. My dad was like, you cannot major in African-American studies. You black, you got a degree in blackness. And I was like, that's not quite how it worked. But I took like tons of African-American studies courses. And one of the reasons I did is because I had this amazing professor, Dr. Francil Wilson. I took at least three classes that were taught by her, maybe a fourth, I can't remember. But I do remember my senior year, she introduced me to two Black woman writers that changed the trajectory of my career and pretty much my life. One of them was Joan Morgan. In addition to being a well-noted journalist, she was also the author of a book called When Chicken Heads Come Home to Roost. It was suggested reading in Dr. Wilson's class I think we were to go like three chapters at a time. And I sat down and read the whole thing in one sitting. And I was completely and totally enthralled with this woman, Joan Morgan. She also introduced me to the writing of Dream Hampton, who I still think is one of the best writers of the generation before me. She's probably best known, not so much as a journalist these days, but as the creator of the R. Kelly documentary that essentially brought down R. Kelly. That was Dream Hampton read their work. And I was like, this is what I want to do with my life. Like I want to write dope shit. But Dr. Francis Wilson, who introduced me to these women who changed my life is also in Paris for this big conference. So I'm super, super excited to reconnect with her again. I haven't seen her in over 20 years since I graduated from the University of Maryland. I think I reached out to her a couple of times when I was in grad school about some projects that I was working on, but it's been literally 20 years. And I was like, I wonder if she remembers me. She'd probably been a professor for like 10, 15, maybe 20 years by the time I encountered her. And it's been 20 years since then. She's still teaching, I believe. But 40 years of students, you go through thousands of people. I don't know. I remember her. And I'm really excited about the opportunity to say thank you. 
I was actually supposed to leave Paris a couple days early and I extended my trip. My friend sent me a lineup for the conference and I was like, I didn't even know about it. And I hit up Joan and she was like, aren't you in Johannesburg? And I was like, no, I'm in London now. And she was like, oh, well then come to Paris and come to the conference. I was like, thanks. I'll see you then. But yeah, I'm really excited about this conference and I'm really excited about Beyonce. I still, to this day, I was talking to my friends about this earlier and they were like, this is intentional and it's an incredible feat given how often people play this album. I've still not listened to Beyonce's latest album, Renaissance. I've heard snippets, of course, but I've never actually sat down and listened to the album. The first time I will hear it will be at the concert. I've said for months now, I want visuals. Give me visuals. And these are my visuals. I said, I listen to the album when I get visuals and come what, Friday? I'll have them. I'm very pleased. But Paris is amazing so far. I just got in yesterday. We went to a really fancy Italian dinner last night and had a view of the Eiffel Tower, which it's not my first time in Paris. I've been here, I don't know, four or five times before this. The Eiffel Tower never gets old. Like we were driving to the restaurant and the Eiffel Tower was right in front of us. We like right up on it and I got so giddy. And then we got to the restaurant. We were on the street. It was a clear view of the Eiffel Tower. So we took pictures in the middle of the street. It wasn't exactly like an empty street either. Like it's a side street, but there were steady cars coming down. And I'm like risking my life for a photo op. I was like, um, it came out cute though. I posted it on my Instagram stories. Oh, I'm back on social media. Part of me wishes I didn't go back because I'd be reading the stuff people post. And I'm like, the fuck is wrong with people? The first big story I read about was like the queer beer. Some marketing executives at Bud Light sent a personalized case of beer to a woman who reached her 365th day, her year anniversary of, of transitioning. And they sent her a pack or a case of beer. It had her face personalized on the beer cans to celebrate, which I see nothing wrong with. But the woman took videos, photos of herself enjoying the personalized Bud Light. The photos, videos go viral and people, homophobes, transphobes, go nuts and then want to start boycotting Bud Light because they're trans-friendly? And I was like, we're, we're doing this over beer? Seriously? And then Bud Light gets upset with the executives involved and puts them on, I don't know if administrative leave is the right word, leave of absence. Bud Light is saying that the executives realize the wrong that they've done and have taken a voluntary leave of absence. I was like, no, y'all stack them people down trying to get your, I guess, your base back to stop people from boycotting your beer. And I was like, yo, y'all were doing the right thing when you reached out to the lady to celebrate. Firing the executives? Not so much. I mean, I'm never drinking Bud Light one way or another, but I saw that they were trying. I think of Bud Light is like, I don't know if this is PC, I'm going to say it anyway. I, I feel like it's like poor white trash, like redneck kind of beer or like broke college student, specifically frat boy kind of beer. That's my branding perception of Bud Light. And I knew they were trying to rebrand because earlier this year, you remember Lori Harvey posted a picture of herself drinking a Bud Light at the Super Bowl. And I was like, oh, they're trying real hard. And because nothing about Lori Harvey gives Bud Light energy. But then they reached out to the trans woman and I was like, oh, good. And then I saw what happened after they reached out to the trans woman. And I was like, oh, bad. I forgot how awful sometimes the social media could be. I was very happy to see my um, I didn't realize how many like thirst trap dudes I follow. Not an excessive number, but I follow a decent number of men that like to, you know, take their shirts off. 
Sometimes all they clothes off on the internet. Shout out to Giraffe 908. Actually, he's a really nice guy. He's an actor. He's more than a thirst trap. I met him once. He came by my place when I was in LA. He brought his sister with him because he's a gentleman and he was there about business. He didn't want me to think it was like anything funny or inappropriate, but he showed up like with his sister to say hello and drop off a copy of his book. And also, you know, not so suddenly be like, you know, if you do any more movies and you need fine men, I am available to be fine in your movie. Thanks. And I was like, shit, thank you. Fine as hell. Finer in person than he is on the Instagram. But he cut his hair recently. I liked him with hair. I actually like him better without. He's fine in a motherfucker. Giraffe 908. He also um, he helped me do my promo for Don't Waste Your Pretty. Did he keep his clothes on for the promo? I don't think so. I think he took them off. It got people to tune in. Thanks, friend. It's, it's really good. Very good. Excellently good to see you again. I missed you. I didn't know I did. But yeah, I'm back, kind of, sort of. I've reactivated my pages. I'm still not back to posting the way that I used to. I don't know that I'll go back to that, but I'm back in the world. Speaking of the world, I did like a bunch of nothing today. I was so excited to get to Paris and I had this long list of things that I wanted us to do. And I was like, we have to go here. We have to go there. We have to eat here. We have to do this. We didn't leave the house until like two o'clock. And then we finally got to like this really fancy cafe, which was completely overpriced. However, the food was good, but I had my mouth all set and I was like, oh, a croissant. I want a croissant. He was like, croissant at 2 p.m. That's breakfast. And I was like, oh, well, we didn't get up. It's like, we get our bread fresh every morning from the bakery. When it runs out, it runs out. And he was like, you don't want no bread at two o'clock that's been sitting out since like 7 a.m. No, no. You get your bread in the morning. And I was like, oh, I was like, I'm American. We're not actually used to fresh food. We just put a bunch of preservatives in it. So tomorrow I'll get up early. My feelings were really like hurt to be like 110% with you. Like I have my mouth set. You know, know, you're just ready for something. You're like, mmm, some orange juice. And then you go to the fridge and it's just a swallow. That's how it felt. (sighs) But we did like nothing. We went to another cafe and we just sat outside for a couple hours till the temperature dropped. It's not really that warm here. And we just hung out and like shared a bottle of wine and just had like a good day. Just people watched to just like chill. And then like we walked back and we went to a grocery store and we got some wine and we got some chocolate and we got some snacks and some water so we could have like a basic functioning house. And then that's it. I think we might go to dinner later. I don't know. But I love Paris. It's like just such a beautiful, gorgeous city. Like I just... I just love walking it. I just love window shopping. I just love like being present in Paris. Like it's gorgeous. Dare I say, I think I might like Paris more than I like London, to be quite honest. I have a three month unlimited Euro pass. I can wake up any morning of my choosing. And if trains are available, I can just hop on one and go to Paris for the whole day and then go back home. It's a good life, admittedly. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, 
indoor or outdoor. You can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings. But I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Do we have good black news this week? I saw Jonelle Monet is on the cover of Rolling Stone. I haven't had a chance to read the article yet. She's going through a titties out phase. I saw her outfit at the Met Gala, which was a typical regular Janelle Monet outfit. And then I saw pictures from the after party and she was like dancing on a bar in her bra and panties or bikini. Either way, but she was dancing on a bar. I was like, I didn't know Janelle Monet was stacked like that. She's usually pretty covered up. Like, I didn't think she was, you know, badly shaped. I just, we never really saw her shape. And I was like, oh shit. Uh, but she's promoting a new album, which I imagine is hypersexual. I also saw there was footage from, I don't know where she was performing. It was a concert, but I've seen tons of clips from it, but I didn't see where it actually was. But she was like mid-performance and she just raised her shirt and like shook her titties. They were beautiful titties. They were gorgeous titties. I mean, they look good. And now she's on the cover of Rolling Stone. You can't see titties, but you know, she ain't got no clothes on. She's doing a lot, garnering interest for this new album. As long as the music is good, that's really what I care about at the end of the day. Like, you can give me all the gimmicks that you want. You can do all the promo that you want. But when I actually go listen to it, you've made it so that I know that there's an album coming out. I know that there's something to expect. I know there's something to be on the lookout for. I still don't know the release date, but that's actually just because I didn't Google it. But I know that there's something coming. Just, you've done all of this. Just, you know, when, it, when the shit drops. As long as the music's good, I'm fine with the titties. If, if you giving me all titties and ain't no good music, then I'm going to be like, you just spent all this time showing us your titties. You should have spent time in the studio. I hope that's not the conversation we're having. I hope it's like, well, yeah, she got me to listen to the album by showing me your titties. Turns out it was good. That's what I'm hoping for. Also, Janelle Monet, I think because she's kind of considered quirky and alternative, like she wore the black and white suits forever in a day and she didn't have a perm and she she was a little offbeat. She was a little earthy. People give her a lot of passes for a lot of things. I, I see a lot of conversation and people are like, why is Janelle Monet so super sexual right now? And she is super sexual right now, but she's always been like heavily sexual. Like if you actually go back and listen to her lyrics, I'm specifically thinking of, remember there was a song about yoga? And again, because it's a song about yoga, people are like, oh, she's like earthy and health conscious and vegan. The song was also super sexual. I mean, she wasn't like showing her titties, but the song and the video were like about getting stretched out. Were they not? Am I, am I misremembering this? People give a lot of passes to folks who don't perm their hair and are perceived not to eat meat. Be a quirky black girl. You can get away with saying and doing a whole lot of shit. Like you can go decades. Before people are like, yo, what the fuck is she talking about? Remember Jill Scott? When she got on stage and was like performing fake fellatio with the microphone. And people were like, oh my God, what's gotten into Jill Scott? And everybody was like, do you actually listen to Jill Scott? She's been saying crazy shit for years. 
and do a fellatio with the microphone. Somebody just actually happened to catch it on camera with a good angle and it went viral. But apparently she's been doing that in her show for years. And she's been talking about freaky shit in her music for years. But people are like, oh, she has a beautiful smile. She doesn't perm her hair. She's kind of earthy. Erica Badu, same thing. She gets away with a lot simply by not having a perm and dressing like, you know, kind of quirky. Do we need to talk about Martha Stewart? Oh, Martha is 81 on the cover of Sports Illustrated, which threw me for a loop. Who knew? Old girl looks good. I don't know how much Photoshopping or retouching or just, you know, recreating a whole new person and body that they may have done. She looks good. I wish the time and effort, I mean, I know it wasn't the cover, but I wish the time and effort that they put into Martha Stewart. I wish they'd done the same for our girl, Angel Reese. It's the same photographer that shot her. You out here making miracles and making 81 look sexy. You found some soft light for Martha. You couldn't find no soft light for Angel Reese? No? No. Okay. I I didn't read the article. I don't not really invested in Martha Stewart like that. I just went and saw the pictures on Sports Illustrated because I saw I saw the cover and I was like, is this for real? And not that she looked bad. I just, you know, an 81-year-old woman on the cover of a swimsuit issue was just wasn't what I was expecting. And I was like, who who was like, who photoshopped this? And why Martha Stewart? So I went to look up the story and like lo and behold, Martha Stewart on the cover of Sports Illustrated. I'm like, oh, that's unique. Oh, this is definitely good black news. I probably should have led with this. The Color Purple, the musical, the trailer just dropped. I guess yesterday is when I saw it. I am so goo gobs excited for this film. I'll be honest, like I remember the casting for it and I remember Fantasia was cast as Celie and I was like, I don't really know why they need to remake The Color Purple. It's fine the way it was. But then I heard it was based on the Broadway musical, which I loved. I went to see it twice. Shout out to my homie, my sister, Patrice Covington. She came on the show. Y'all remember Patrice? Patrice played Squeak on Broadway and I didn't even know her, know her at the time. We met before because we share a best friend, Helena Andrews, because the world is so small. That's not the point. The point is the color purple on Broadway was freaking amazing. I saw it twice. I boohoo both times. I loved it so much that I hosted an onstage interview with the cast after the show on Broadway. Was completely in love with everything about it. So when I heard that they were redoing the color purple, not so happy. When I heard that it was color purple, the musical based on the Broadway show, which is more heavily based on the book than the color purple, the movie, I was like, okay, and Fantasia starring in it. I'll wait to see the trailer and then determine then how I feel and think. I saw the trailer the other day. Like I gasped, I laughed, I cried. I can not wait. Everyone, their mother is in this thing, including Holly Bailey, who's having an excellent run right now. I was like, man, you're starring in the live action remake of The Little Mermaid. You just became a global superstar. And now you're playing Nettie in The Color Purple. Brilliance. Brilliance. Who is her agent? Because they on it for Holly. And she's just as cute as she could be. My God, she's a beautiful girl. And, and, because you know how like I nerd out sometimes. So I see the trailer for The Color Purple. I see Fantasia's in it. I see Taraji Hinton is in it. I see um, Danielle Brooks, who was also in the Broadway musical. Did she play Sophia? I think she was Sophia on Broadway. She reprises the role in the film. I saw they were in it. And I was like, everybody and their mother is in it. Who else is in it? Coleman Domingo is in it as Mr. He gonna piss me off. 
I hated Danny Glover for years, like most people, after I saw The Color Purple. He played Mr. So, so well that I was like, I hate him. And then I actually like met him. I interviewed him in D.C., I guess like 2018. He was in a movie. Boots Riley was the director. Lakeith Stansfield was the star. I cannot remember the name of the movie for anything in the world. But Danny Glover was in it. And he came to D.C. to promote the film. Lovely man. Absolutely lovely, gentle, and kind man. But I had hated Danny Glover since I saw him in The Color Purple up until 2018 or 2019 when I met him in person. Coleman Domingo, who I think of is a lovely man and a very talented actor. I was like, I'm gonna fuck around and hate him by the end of this movie, ain't I? I am. Who else is in this movie? I don't think he was in the trailer, but Corey Hawkins is playing Harpo, aka Dr. Dre. Her, the singer, she plays Squeak. Sierra is the adult version of Nettie. I was like, how Sierra ain't make the trailer? David Allen Greer is playing Shug Avery's daddy. Tamala Mann is in it as First Lady. I was like, is that Shug Avery's mom? Dion Cole is in it as Alfonso. I really had to go look up. I had to Google. I was like, who is Alfonso? Alfonso is Celie's daddy, the one that dies on top of her. That's who Dion Cole was playing. And I was like, look, I love me some Dion Cole. I'm so excited for this film. I was talking with my friend last night because we watched the trailer together. We were in the back of an Uber watching it. We were so excited. Do you know, or maybe you do because you pay attention to things like that. You know, The Color Purple did not win like not one single Oscar. It was nominated for a bunch of stuff. Like Oprah got nominated. It was nominated for Best Picture. It got a ton of nominations. It did not win not one single entire Oscar. What beat The Color Purple? Because it's a classic. If I watch The Color Purple all the way through, I still cry at the end. Like, I don't know what Nettie and Sealy going to do. Me and U.S. never part. This, without even seeing it, only seeing the trailer, I would be pissed if it doesn't win something. Fantasia alone, opening up her voice and letting the angels fly out. Like, ugh. I'm so excited. I saw people online. I mean, and this, this is normal. Everybody doesn't have to love everything. But I saw some people on my Facebook page. And they were like, no. Oprah and Steven Spielberg, they really could have kept this. We did not need another version of The Color Purple. The first one was perfect. Leave well enough alone. And I was like, but it's not, you know, based on the first one. Like, it's a musical. The first one wasn't a musical. It's based on the Broadway show. And the Broadway show is more heavily based on the book. It's kind of the same because it has the same source material, but it's also very different. I cried and cried and cried. When I went to see the Broadway one, like I hadn't read the book, like I hadn't watched The Color Purple 20 times before I saw it on Broadway. And I was like this, I'm prepared. I'm prepared to cry. I cry at Hallmark commercials. You think I'm not going to cry watching The Color Purple? (sighs) I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Oh, just as a matter of, you know, housekeeping, Megan Good does appear to be dating Jonathan Majors. But I said, you know, I don't believe it's true until I see pictures of them together. And I was like, and it can't just be walking down the street. I need to see some some show of intimacy or something to believe that this is more than just some random rumor. Somebody told TMZ some randomness and TMZ ran with it. Pictures have surfaced of them. They appear to be traveling somewhere together. They're both carrying bags. In one of the pictures, their hands are are interlocked which is something you you would typically only do with a lover. I was like, are they shooting? Are they shooting a film? Please tell me they're shooting a film. A TV show? A commercial? Oh, that's right. He's been fired 
from almost everything because of the domestic abuse allegations that he's going back to court for next month. I'm acknowledging that I saw the pictures. I still don't have an opinion. If you know me, you kind of know what my opinion is on that, but I'm not giving it for various reasons. Someday it'll all make sense. Oh, good news. Not good black news, but good news nonetheless. We talked about this story when it was a scandal, so we'll talk about it when it's good. We'll give it a full circle moment. Big Bezos from Amazon, one of the richest men in the world. I don't think he is the richest. I think he's the richest man in America, but I don't think he's the richest man in the world. Big Bezos, Jeff Bezos. He is engaged. What is her name? Lauren Sanchez. If you remember this story, and we talked about it in one of the earliest episodes of the podcast. Jeff Bezos was involved in a scandal when text messages that he'd sent to his mistress became public knowledge. I believe somebody was trying to blackmail him and Jeff and Bezos was like, fuck it, go ahead, release the shit. So per, so whoever had them did and his wife of, I want to say 25 years. So he ended up getting divorced from his wife. He lost a lot of money because his wife got, it's one of the most expensive divorces in history. I want to say... I'm reading this in the New York Post. It says the former Mrs. Bezos, she got $38.3 billion just in Amazon stock. She was with him shooting in the gym when he started Amazon. So she took about half. But we talked about this at the time. Bezos was head over heels for his mistress. And we talked about some of the love letters that he sent to her. And the one that always stands out in my mind, I quote this one just randomly sometimes. He sent a message to her. He said, um, you know what? I want to get a little drunk with you tonight. Not falling down, just a little drunk. He said, I want to talk with you and plan with you. Listen and laugh. He said, all caps, want to be with you. Then I want to fall asleep with you and wake up tomorrow and read the paper with you and have coffee with you. And I said at the time, I said, oh, Big Bezos is in love. He done fell out of love with his wife and fell in love with this woman. I want to get a little drunk. Not falling down, just a little drunk. And then he just wanted to do basic shit with her. I want to fall asleep and wake up tomorrow and read the paper and have coffee. I want to do life with you, essentially is what he's saying. In case there was some clarity that people didn't understand, he put in all caps. He said, I want to be with you. If I was his wife, I would have left him too. Because clearly you want to be with her. You're telling the woman, I want to be with you. I mean, what do you do with that? I mean, exactly what he did. He and his wife went their separate ways. She married somebody else and promptly divorced them. I guess they were married for about a year. She had a prenup. She's okay. His wife left him and he stayed with this woman since 2019. And now he's proposed. So he said, I want to be with you. And now he put a ring on it because he actually meant that shit. Mistress is listening. Don't try this at home. Don't try this at home. This is a rare case. But congratulations to Jeff Bezos. And, and I say congratulations, not with any sort of sarcasm or, or malice or, or side eyes or anything like that. He wanted to be with the lady. Apparently, they were in love. Like, their, their love story doesn't have, you know, a convenient beginning. But the man wanted to be with her. It's been four years. He's still with her. And now he's putting a ring on it. Like, ah, he fell in love. He wanted to drink coffee with her and wake up with her and read the paper with her. I'm just, you know. Oh, it's not the juiciest day, but it could be if we talk about Mayor Giuliani. Let's talk about Gabrielle Union first. We talked about Gabby 
and D-Way and going 50-50. And there was much talk on the internet about it. Gabrielle Union did respond. She's getting dragged. So she addressed it directly. She said, um, every household is different and doing what's best for you and yours is the key. And what some don't understand is that I'm 100% responsible for three other households and D has even more. Yada, yada, yada. We both come from families that step up to help care for children or elderly relatives. So being able to be with someone who meets me halfway and lightens my load gives me peace and support for clarity. Because people were kind of clowning D-Wade. Like, how are you going to make all that money and have your wife out here stressed about ends and dividends? Gabby clarified that her husband, quote, offered to cover me, trust, but that's not my ministry, nor brings me peace. All that to say, I love how we recognize that there are billions of ways to exist and you just got to find what's right for you that brings you peace. I found mine. Good for her. Good for everybody. Like, folks was really up in arms about that. And I was like, if you don't believe in 50-50, don't go 50-50. It's real basic. You believe in something else, find somebody else that believes in what you believe in. I really don't want to talk about Giuliani. But this story is so goddamn juicy. You know what? We're going to save the Rudy Giuliani story. Because quite honestly, we could do a whole episode just about his scandals. He's being sued for $10 million by a former aide over alleged sexual assault. She's alleging wild shit. He would force her to give him oral sex while he was on the phone with Trump. Also, that he was selling Trump pardons for $2 million a piece, which I was like, sir, that is illegal. You will go to jail. Um, I do believe Rudy Giuliani is eventually going to end up in jail. I don't know if Trump ever will, but everybody around him seems to end up in the slammer. But we're going to save Rudy Giuliani for next week so we can get into the details. Because this story is messy. It's good and ratchet. But I don't have the bandwidth to get into it right now. So we'll be back on Friday with more Ratchet, hopefully some respectable, and hopefully some updates on this Beyonce tour. If we're talking on Friday, we'll see. If I can get a Beyonce review in the next week, I will. We'll try, okay? All right. We'll be back on Friday. Talk soon. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.